yesterday we saw Peter's life philosophy. He wanted to protect Jesus and himself from the way of the cross. Instead of danger and risk and suffering and sacrifice, Peter wanted to self-protect and go for comfort. Jesus says, get behind me, Satan. Comfort and self-protection are not the things of God. As Matthew 16 continues, Jesus will tell us to reverse our values and perceptions entirely. Matthew 16, verse 24, Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. As we saw when we discussed the phrase, our cross to bear, Jesus doesn't just die himself. He puts us to death with him. His cross becomes our cross. His death to the old becomes our death to the old. Therefore, a follower of Jesus is a dead man walking, a dead woman walking. We are, in the words of Paul, crucified to the world, and the world is crucified to us. But wonderfully, we are following Jesus as he goes through death and into a cosmic salvation. He loses his life to find it, and we take that same journey in him. Verse 25, For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for me will find it. Jesus reassures us that his way is not ultimately the way of loss. It might seem like it, but if even he loses his life to find it, how could we flourish in any other way? All creation follows this pattern. Night gives way to day. The seed dies and rises. New birth comes out of dark places. Even within the life of God, the Father pours himself out to the Son. The Son pours himself out for the Father. This really is the way of true life, hope, and flourishing. Lose your life to find it. Entrust yourself to Jesus. He is the one who knows how to turn losses into gains, death into life, sin into righteousness. Trust Jesus and not the way of the world, because even if the world gives you everything that it promises, which it won't, but even if it gives you everything it promises, it's just not worth it. Verse 26, what good will it be for a man if he gains the whole world, yet forfeits his soul? The question seems easily answerable. You know, what good, what good is it to gain the whole world? Well, Jesus, you would actually gain the world, right? That's quite a profit, don't you think? But compared to losing your soul, it is an unthinkable exchange. The whole world is nothing compared to true spiritual life. It's nothing compared to life in Christ. Put the world on one side of the scales and Christ on the other, and the world can go to hell. Who cares about the world if you don't have Christ? What do you have if you only have money? What do you have if you only have fame? What do you have if you only have hold of your own little life? You have nothing. You stand alone on top of the world, grasping your little trinkets that slip between your fingers, all the while you're sinking down into the pit of death. What are you pursuing in life? The things of this world? Comfort and self-protection? Those things are a dead loss. All the kingdoms of the world cannot give you what Christ gives you for free.
When archaeologists entered the tomb of Emperor Charlemagne, they discovered the most stunning reminder of this truth. In amongst all the treasures of his kingdom sat Charlemagne himself, now a skeleton. There he is, enthroned in royal dress. He had a Bible on his lap, and his bony finger was still fixed to this verse. What does it profit a man to gain the whole world, and yet forfeit his soul? You know, a corpse is still a corpse, no matter how many crowns you put on it. The only sound investment in this world is Christ. Do you see a whole culture tracing, chasing after the trinkets of this world? Don't be deceived. And don't be discouraged. You know Jesus. You know that this is His world. And that the way of sacrifice is the way of reward. The way of service is the way of joy. The way of the cross is the way of true life. Life in Christ. And the whole world cannot compare to Him. 